The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio. It's time now for the Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lintonello. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Howdy. Oh, Hershey. Uh, <laughs> howdy. Woo. High atop the Blue Ridge with my frosty Dr. Pepper in hand. Uh, what was it? You know, give us your tired, your poor, your hungry. Sounds like all those folks uh, had just been to Hershey, huh? <laughs> tired, poor, and hungry. Oy. I, I think so. I mean, yeah, oh, man, I'm telling you, tired, poor, and hungry. And then, I mean, and and complete with Charlie horses and uh, right. rain fog. Yeah, my feet hurt. My legs hurt. My back hurt. Walking the show field yesterday, and I didn't get. Then I photographed two cars after the show, and I didn't get home. Here in Tennessee till one thirty in the morning, and I was up at Through seven this morning. I had to go empty the uh, the rental van of all my stuff into the unit. Come home, feed the dogs, and now I got to bring the van back. So there has been like no time to relax since since I left Monday morning at six a.m. But uh, now it was a lot a of minute, fun. Wait a minute, you've had a great you you had at least one really great dinner. Oh, the one at Chipotle? Yeah, that was really good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's been a great week. We had some of the best weather at Hershey in the last 20 years, apart from some a brief rainfall early early Friday morning, just as the cars were coming onto the show field. It cleared up. It was nice overcast and no harsh sunshine to burn your head and uh yeah this was as perfect a hershey as there's ever been it was an exceptional hershey and you know i it, it gives me an opportunity to bring up a pet peeve of mine not that i have many of those but you know it, it's as bad as putting in you know ripping out a good cadillac 390 and sticking an ls1 under the hood but uh Everyone always assumes that the weatherman is right. It's the only job I can think of that you can be wrong over half the time and still stay employed as being a weatherman. You can be you can be wrong, wrong, wrong. Oh yeah, well you know the low came in from here and a high pressure here and it moved it this way. You know. Everybody was wound up. Oh my gosh, it's going to rain on Friday. Going to rain on Friday, rain on Friday. I had friends who were texting me at quarter to six in the morning. You know, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to go out on the show field. Uh, you know, there's some rain and da 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 da. And the rain was going to be out of there by 9 a.m. And it was. And it was beautiful. It was even better because it was slight overcast. You know, in the seventies, man, they missed out big time. Don't pay attention to the weatherman. It, what was there? Something like over nine hundred and fifty cars on the show field, which was a, yes. a great show field. 
We had a great selection, you know. There were cars there that I have never seen before. Some, uh, some Chryslers, you know, some of the, uh, 5960 Chryslers sedans with cross rams and really oddball stuff. Uh, a TVR. There was even a Renault. That Polara. That's, oh, Polara was all gorgeous. There was that Mercury yeah. Turnpike crew. There was a Renault Gordini R8, which is extremely rare in this country. Yeah, all kinds of great stuff. And, uh, you know, my favorite is the, uh, is the, uh, original HPOF class in the back. And everybody was standing around this paper, taking photographs of the interior and stuff. <laughs> it's like they never seen a paper before. It was funny. <laughs> was, yeah. was Mr. Uh, Moskowitz happy? El Mosco was happy. He is, uh, getting over some recent surgery and getting himself comported again and uh, I had to drag him around with me yesterday in a golf cart We so I I'm serve on the national AACA national awards judging team and so we start at 10 o'clock doing our classes uh, nominating special vehicles for special awards given in various categories um, every year and we finished that around I finished that around 1230 something like that and then I grabbed El Mosco and the rest of the Zenith awards team and we piled onto the golf carts and went out to select the finest cars that were on the field for competition later on in the Zenith competition, which will be in Charlotte, North Carolina next year. Um, so, yeah, I I had the man himself in my golf cart, and, and for as much as he's recovering, he was happy. As much as he, you know, he, anyone that knows the El Mosco, he's always smiling. <laughs> so, so, what my friends and I have always done if there was one car that you could take home from the show field, what would it be? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, it's an unusual one for me. It was that, um, gosh, I'm trying to remember. I'm thinking it was a 09 locomobile race car. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's an amazing car, and that's strictly not from an aesthetics point of view, obviously. You know, it's a race car, it, early race car. It certainly conjures up images of Barney Oldfield and, you know, driving by the skin of your teeth, smoking a big stogie uh, with death imminent at any turn. But um, the engine in that thing was just massive. I, I don't remember how many cubic inches it was, but it was probably north of 550 cubic inches. Um, and it had okay. a really unusual make and break ignition system. No spark plugs. No spark plugs? No spark plugs. Had a really wow. un unusual make and break ignition system, which I'm going to look up because I'm really interested in knowing more about it. Um, I was just listening to the guy talk when I buzzed by and I'm like, huh? My radar caught it. No spark plugs? What do you mean? And uh, so anyhow, that was cool. I'd like to take that home for sure. Um, 
apart from that one, probably the Dodge Power Wagon in 22C, Class 22C. I thought that was a an amazingly well done, um, and it was an amateur restoration. Uh, well done, beautiful. You know, you know, people before. Go ahead. Have you all, uh, either one of you ever driven a Dodge Power Wagon for what it's built for? My, uh, no. my uncle had a ranch in, uh, New Mexico and he had two Dodge Power Wagons and I mean, they would go anywhere and, um, and they were both dump trucks at the same time. Um, there they had their bed could tilt and, dump a load and uh one of my uh, summer jobs was cleaning out the corral and loading the power wagons with uh what was left over from the cattle and taking it to the riverbed and dumping it but those dodge power wagons are just absolutely amazing and i don't know that they get very much uh publicity about them but they are i mean they go anywhere oh they're they're very sought after today particularly you know uh, similar versions were made for the military but the civilian power wagons are really sought after very popular vehicles today very hard to find in good condition because or good easily restored condition and i guess there probably aren't any easily restored unrestored power wagons because they saw so much service just like you were just talking about they were used up most of them yep well you could keep your truck you could keep your power wagon I don't like anything like that I just walked right the Ferrari was good I I admire the restoration I, I think you know they're very unique mechanicals and they're pretty cool but you know trucks in general do absolutely nothing for me <laughs> they didn't have a lot of now, trucks when you were uh, up there on the stoop uh, there in Brooklyn you know uh, let me tell you something we used to have a guy in the 60s who used to come down the street to, to sharpen uh, scissors and to sharpen knives and utensils and what was this pack- it was like a package uh, truck with a chain drive and solid wheels. I always used to look at it and go, wow. I mean, you're talking the 60s. He was still using it. So we did have really? some trucks, but not a lot. But uh, the car that got me yesterday was the car I photographed for the next issue of Crankshaft magazine. It's that uh, Arnold Bristol with Bertone body. I just absolutely oh, love her. Uh, absolutely That's a beautiful stunning. car. Stunning, beautiful, and it's that beautiful blue. I would take that home in a heartbeat. The other car that I absolutely love every time I see it, and I want to do a photo shoot on it, is Mark Thompson's Overland. I think it's like 1909 or something. 19, I don't know, yeah. around there. That is a stunning beautiful car, navy blue. Yeah, that is just a beautiful piece of machinery. So, uh, and then anyway, I think there was a 35 Buick convertible phaeton that the guy just restored it's the, it's one of only three known to exist he said very rare absolutely beautiful restoration so uh yeah there was some nice stuff out there 
Yeah. Um, 31 DeSoto Roadster. I don't know if you caught that one on, on the end. That's an unusual on the car. End. And that had, yeah, that was a great I love that grill. Is that a beautiful grill? Yes. Gorgeous. Really, I mean, good. really, really stood out. Yeah, stood out. It was amazing. Yeah. It's like a half barrel. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, of course, there was uh, several Duesenbergs there. In fact, I didn't have much time to spend with it, but more recently there was a lot of uh, bravado about this quote-unquote, of course, I don't know. I've grown to hate the term barn find because it's just overused, but oh. there was a, a re- recently a Duesenberg that came out of storage of like 60 years. Uh, it was an unknown Survivor, mm-hmm. and yep. that car was there. Was that the gray one? Yes. Yeah, people all over. Yes. When they opened the hood, I ran over to look at that beautiful green monster of an engine, and what a work of art! I mean, a mechanical art. Those engineers, man, they they were so, you know, thinking out of the box when they created that thing. Just, you could stare at it for hours, oh. that engine. Beautiful. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, the Duesenberg brothers uh, did a, did amazing work. Um, you know, they, they built, for my money, they, they probably built the most fabulous chassis in the world pre-war, without any yeah. question. I mean, you, you could argue post-war that a lot of Ferrari's engines were probably the best eye candy out there. But pre-war, uh, Duesenberg, hands down. Yep. Yeah, you know, close. my highlight, my highlight was, it was a car that I saw about six years ago and haven't seen it since, and he showed up yesterday. It's an all-original Triumph TR3A, which is the same car that I'm restoring now. And right. untouched, paint, Engine bay, nothing has been touched. It's all original. And I took a gazillion photos of the engine compartment to make sure that mine is going to be correct. But that's, that's what's so great about original cars. They become a template for those who are restoring similar models for you to get it right, for you to get it correct and authentic the way the factory built it. So I took a gazillion photos of the engine compartment and other details. So that was my highlight of the day. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's one thing about Hershey. If you're going to be restoring a car, you won't find a... And there is no show field, zero, no show field in the country and, to my knowledge, in the world with as many original cars on the field as you'll find in Hershey. Um, in the no, uh, I agree. original car class, the... Uh, Historic preservation of original features. I mean, there's not another show that has that many cars that are original. Um, so if you're going through a restoration, you know, even if you can't find the identical car that you're restoring out there on the show field, I guarantee you, you will find one from that era, and you'll be able to look at it and see how the manufacturing process was carried out in that particular era. So that you can then, you know, do the same thing with your vehicle. Uh, you know, the types of fasteners, the type of wiring, 
all of those things um, because they were pretty much, you know, during any one given time period, uh, the manufacturing processes were fairly universal because everyone was accessing, um, buying parts and accessories from a lot of the same companies. They didn't all manufacture it internally. They were buying wheels from Bud or um, electric stuff from Delco um, prior to GM buying it. But anyway, yeah, it was just great stuff. Um, I love that uh, auto car oil truck that was out there, too, um, the standard oil yes. delivery truck. That was so cool. Yes. Very cool, right. And you look at the mechanicals and the suspension and how things are built. I mean, overbuilt. <laughs> just amazing. Oh, yeah. Just getting, yeah, just looking at the way the suspensions were, you know, engineered and stuff. It just, you walk through the show field, you look at all these different cars and how they were designed and built and engineered, and it just blows your mind. It's like, wow, this really was a great manufacturing company, a country at one point. We really were. Instead of farming everything out, we really had the best of the best engineers and designers. We really did. We did. And with several people that I was able to talk to yesterday when I wasn't running around like a crazy person, um, you know, everyone appreciates the fact that all of these vehicles, they were built without compute, the use of computers. Slide no. rules, <laughs> pen to right. paper, or pencil to paper, you know, drafting tables, you know, expert draftsmen, engineers who had all this knowledge, and they, they translated into it, it all into these magnificent machines, and it's just difficult to comprehend now. Yeah. They did it on, on a drafting table, you're right, with slide rulers. It's okay. amazing. I mean, you know, you can't put together two and two without a calculator today, you know? No, if I don't have my fingers, I, I, I can't count anything. Forget about it. But, uh, <laughs> Forget about it. <laughs> okay, Brian. No, no it's, it's break time. Oh. All right. We'll be back. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. Since the 1960s, J.C. Taylor has been America's premier specialty insurance provider for classic cars, antique autos, modified, and custom vehicles. Our customers have trusted us to protect their prized possessions for more than six decades. For more information, or to receive a quote, contact our expert team today by calling 888-ANTIQUE, or by visiting our website at jctaylor.com slash awr. That's 888-268-4783. Or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. 
Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And now, back to the classic car show on America's Web Radio with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello. We're back. Okay. You know, um, uh, I... Go ahead. Go ahead. Sounds like a confession. I don't know. Go ahead. I, I don't want to miss out on this. No, I was going to say that not only was I busy uh, all weeks, like you, selling our wares and setting up the crankshaft booth, but uh, Tuesday afternoon I photographed that blue ampler car. I was in the Zenith Award competition this year. And then Thursday I photographed a uh, all-original uh, 86 Monte Carlo SS. And I just wanted to talk about that car for a minute. The car has 26,000 miles on it. Original owner, he bought it when he was 17 or 18 years old. Still owns it, one owner car, obviously. The car is brand new. He garaged it since day one. Because all those cars were beaten to crap, you know, especially when the high school students got them and they just, you know, tore into them. And it's rare to find something so well-preserved. I know one of the judges commented, did this just come off the uh, assembly line? I mean, perfect. The the windshield washer fluid is the same washer fluid that the GM employees put in the car. It's like he didn't want to use it to make sure. Yeah, every everything is, I mean, and it's perfect. There's no scratches. There's no flaws. The back seat was only satted once. I mean, just. The spare tire has never been removed. It still has a cardboard frame around it. I mean, it's just... And that's the great thing about going to an event like Hershey or even other AACA events. You'll come across original cars that you... that will blow your mind, stuff that you've never seen before. And this car is one of those exceptional original examples. And that's why we're going to put in the next issue of Crankshaft. I mean... I know some people don't like 80s cars, but you know what? That That's the next generation. That's the next, you know, era of cars that people are uh, appreciating and admiring and restoring. And cars like this, again, it's like a template to make sure your restoration is correct. Absolutely. I mean, I was blown away by that car. I really was. Yeah. What, weren't you just tempted to ask him if you could be the second person to sit in the rear seat, you know? I mean, come on. Right? Uh, yeah, like, I was. Can, can I, can I, can I get in there? <laughs> yeah. Can I get in there with the mud on my shoes? Yeah, yeah, it's only mud. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. The, uh, <laughs> no, it's true. These AACA shows, and it's why... Richard and I are, are dedicated to, you know, all car shows and all of the things that we do and get involved in. But AACA is really special because it's an, you know, everybody can play. And when you have a situation where everybody can play, whether it's the amateur restoration or the original car that you've maintained or whatever it may be, whether it's a Duesenberg which was out there on the field. We had Duesenbergs on the field, and we had Crosleys on the field. We, it just spans the whole gamut. 
and it represents the entire car hobby. I don't think people realize that um, sometimes. It's amazing. It really is. And it's such a resource because you're going to find something there that will help you with the vehicles that you have at home. Or you're going to get out there and be able to look at all these cars and say, you know what? Heck on. I would like to. I want one of those, you know? It's just yep, a great yep. resource. You know, you 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 called me yesterday when I was on the show field and, you know, I was busy looking at a car and you kind of disturbed me with your phone calls. Hey, you see this car? Hey, you see that car? Hey. hey. Right. Yeah, you know me. Let, I, you know. let me pick up this Tom Cox phone call again. But then you told me about, what was it, a 51 or a 53 Hudson? Why don't you tell them the listen, a quick story about that car? Don't go on for three hours. Tell them a quick story about that car. Yeah. Um, Hey, Ken Schulte, I've known him since I was a kid, literally, um, from the time I went to my very first Hudson car show at age 16. So I've known Ken for a good while now, and people are worried about, you know, gosh, a little rain here or there, or they're worried that, you know, they might pick up a little dirt or drive on grass, this and that. Ken Schulte took his car, restored it. He used to work at a Hudson dealership when he was a young man and developed a love for the cars. Got this car, restored it to exceptional level. Uh, he's gone through, won all of his awards in AACA, through to the Grand National Seniors. And guess what, folks? He drives that. That car's never seen a trailer. And every time you see it on the show field, Ken has driven that car there. So yesterday, I went to go see him, uh, running around doing everything. I didn't have any time at all uh, because Richard kept annoying me. And I had to make time to go see Ken because it's like the Swallows returning to Capistrano. Ken and his car are going to be there at Hershey, and he will have driven it in from Pittsburgh hours away. No matter what the weather is, no matter what's going on, and if it's how old that on the way, what's that? Ken how old is eighty-nine years old? So eighty-nine, he drove four hours by himself from Pittsburgh to Hershey in a car in a that seventy years old. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, and, and he, it's he amazing. Died. That's a great story. That see. That is, you know, what's so great about this hobby. You go to these events and you meet these people and you hear these interesting stories and you go home and you go, wow, I trailer my car through the car show that's only two miles away and this guy's 89 and he drove it four hours by himself. <laughs> I mean, come on. Oh, that's oh, yeah. And then de And then details it and yeah. cleans it up. <laughs> and wins yeah. his award I mean, at the end of the day. Yep, that's what makes the hobby so great, guys like him. No. Yeah. Nice, Good one stuff. of the nicest people you'd ever meet. I mean, yeah, no, it's a great story. And there are a lot of Ken Schulte's out there, you know, in, in the yeah. hobby. Um, but really cool. Of course, the other aspect of Hershey uh, is just all of the parts and all of the clubs that 
converge on Hershey. You know, you think of Antique Automobile Club of America, AACA, because Richard and I are always talking about it. But at Hershey, there are dozens and dozens of other smaller mark national clubs that come to Hershey, and they have a tent on the field in a swap meet so that they can get together with other members, you know, the Willie's Knight Registry, the Hupmobile Club, the Packard Club, Rolls-Royce Owners Club, you name it, Pierce Aero Society. They're all there at, at Hershey. And that really tells you something, too, again, about the AACA, and that's we're the biggest tent in the business, and everybody is welcome there. But it's it's a reunion of sorts. All of these people get together, and you know they um, share information, technical information, restoration information, talk about stuff, have fun, cook, eat, all of those things. Um, it's an experience then, that you can't duplicate. And then, yeah, and then what Wednesday afternoon? They had a book signing of something like almost 30 authors who were in a special tent uh, signing their, autographing their books. Variety of it was automotive books. It was it, it was it, it was Tuesday. It was Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon. You were sleeping. Yeah. You were sleeping. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was working solo because you know my brother bailed on me. He went to Italy, and uh, I had to do it everything on my own. But Tuesday afternoon. It was like 2 o'clock. They had a book signing of all these authors. that You could have met them, bought their books. They autographed it for you. Then after that was the big literature sale at the, uh, you know, library and research center. So there's like, even though you're busy during the day, there's always something else going on to keep your interest, to keep you entertained. And the best thing about it, it's all free. No charge. I love that. Free. You have to pay to park. But you know what? If anyone, but and it sounds like an infomercial, but if anyone other than AACA were doing this event, you'd be paying $20 a day minimum to get in, probably more. They'd probably be selling a, a four-day pass for 150 200 bucks if anyone else right. did that. But it's, it's all free. free. You, do, you have to park, okay? Or, you know, I know some people that took an Uber from their hotel so they didn't have to pay for parking. So, you know, and didn't have to drive either. So, But anyway, yeah, it's, it's free. And, yeah. Guys, we're going to park about. Guys, we're going to take a break, but while, while we're taking that break, get out your crystal balls. And I, I've been contemplating what you all were talking about, the, the car that was immaculate and it still had the same fluid in it. And today, if you were looking 40 years down the road, what car would you buy to garage and maintain uh, from now until 40 years down the road and keep it, you know, like the one-seater back seat or whatever. Uh, is there a particular car that you would pick out? 
While you all are thinking about that, we're going to take our break, and uh, we'll be back with Richard and Tom right after this. Call J.C. Taylor today for a competitive quote on collector car insurance. Give your most prized possessions the attention that they deserve. You'll receive agreed value coverage, giving you the peace of mind to know you're always protected. J.C. Taylor has been supporting the hobby with reliable service that has lasted for six decades. Call 888-ANTIQUE or visit jctaylor.com slash awr to get a quote today. That's 888-268-4783 or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And now, back to the classic car show on America's Web Radio with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello. You know, so. let me say one more thing about this original owner, Monte Carlo SS. The guy lives one hour north of New York City. From there to Hershey is about a four-hour ride. He drove the car, no trailer, and he drove it home, and he drove it back and forth from the hotel to the Hershey Showfield. And the car was in perfect, like it, like it was just rolled off the assembly line that morning. And he details it, he cleans it. As soon as he gets home, he'll be cleaning it. But, again, you could have original, well-preserved automobile, and you do not need a trailer. He still drives it on the road. At a four-hour trip, especially in the Northeast, where you got to drive through Jersey with all the crazy drivers in Jersey and the crazy drivers in New York City area, you know? And uh, it's like a battlefield. you got to avoid them like crazy. But, yeah. <laughs> the battlefield. <laughs> he drove the car. <laughs> But, but David was asking us about uh, what car we would buy today that we would preserve really well like this fella and for 20 years down the road. And I, I was thinking about that during the break. And, you know, a lot of people say, yeah, I'll buy a new Corvette and, you know, low mileage, keep it low, things like that. And I'm trying to think, uh, geez, the only thing I can really come up with is that, you know, a, a, a Dodge Hellcat. You know, that is limited production automobile. It's incredibly powerful. That's one of those cars that's going to be like, I don't know, like uh, a Copo Camaro in in the coming years. The people are going to say, wow, it's so well-preserved. It's all original. Look at that. It wasn't abused. So my choice would be a uh, Dodge Hellcat. So I was going to say the 
Dodge Hellcat myself. You were? I was I was right with you. Yeah, you beat me to the punch on it. But I'm, I'm rubbing off on you, ain't I? I'm oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, what I ended up thinking was, you know, everybody's going to say Dodge Hellcat. How unimaginative is that? <laughs> but, so, but, so, uh, but, so I'm going to go a little bit different, okay? I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Dodge Charger with a scat pack on it. Okay. Manual transmission in uh, yeah. that electric green that you can get. And uh, right. I'm going to load it up with all the options, but I'm not going to run with the crowd and get a Hellcat. I'm going to come up okay. with the best-looking scat pack starter that I can come up with. But, yeah, you know, I, by the time it's all said and done, I mean, Mustang out there, you've still got, you know, the Camaros out there right now. But I truly believe that the Dodge Charger will be remembered as the last true American muscle car. And I know the the Ford people are going to want to, you know, throw rocks at us the next time they see us. But I, I think that's it. I think that's just going to be the way people remember it. So, uh, well, you, know, you surprised me. You surprised me. I really thought you were going to select a Hyundai Kona as the cause of the <laughs> No, uh, a Tesla. A Tesla. A that first first production <laughs> Tesla. Yeah, you know, the other choice I would do would be a BMW M3, probably a convertible. Uh, that would be a great car to have 20 years from now in perfect condition. But, you know... Uh, there's not much out there today that I would say we need to preserve. I hate to say that, but there really isn't. There isn't much. Not in not in my book. Uh, you know the the new Corvettes. Not really my yeah. my thing. Yeah. But for the money, you can't incredible get a better car. buy. Oh, it's an incredible car. So you right. know, I I think the Corvettes, of course, will always be collectible. Uh, so you know, there's that too. But uh, other things at Hershey. So, both of mine, you met uh, Rick Seaman of uh, yep. Rick's Radios. Does a lot of radio as his specialty. But um, he was talking to me, and he's like, you know what? Maybe there's something we can do to put people together at Hershey, because this was his first Hershey and as a vendor, I had talked him into it, and he was like, well, how do we get a, get the word out? And so he and I started talking, so we came up with a website. I'm not a website, but a Facebook page uh, called Hershey Swap Meet Buyers and Sellers. And the thought was, you know, people would post what they have for sale and post what they want to buy. And so we did it with only three weeks to go to Hershey uh, Hit over a thousand members in that short period of time, but a ton of ton of people communicated back and forth and bought and sold stuff based on it. I mean, we got really great feedback. But yours truly, yeah, it was. You know, it really amazed me that every now and then you really do come up with a good idea. But that was probably more Rick than you. So uh, I'm yeah, glad you helped him. Yeah, 
Yeah. I'm glad you yeah, helped him. Definitely. <laughs> that yeah, was very credit. No, it was a great idea. You guys came up with a great idea, and uh, it benefited a lot of people who were doing it. And I, I saw people were like buying stuff before they even got to Hershey because they saw it listed, you know, on the Facebook page. So. Uh, kudos to you and Rick Seaman. Uh, that was a great idea. My hat's off to you. you I doubt we'll hear another you know, But that was a good yeah. one. <laughs> you, you know what they say here high atop the Blue Ridge. Um, even a blind squirrel finds an acorn now and then. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, but I needed a... I have a 30 Chevy Roadster and nicely done car guy that had done the restoration before I became its caretaker it did a great job but the valve cover on this thing has just driven me crazy because it looks like you gave a five year old a ball peen hammer and that valve cover and stuck them in a box and it just had the Jesus speed out of it and he tried to correct it tried to make it look better, but it still looks awful. My eye catches it every time I open the hood. Like, I'm done looking at this thing. I'm going to get a valve cover, a decent valve cover that I can do something with. So I posted out there on that Facebook page. I got some responses. A guy brought a valve cover. I went to go look at it. It didn't look any better than mine. So I was a bit dejected and disappointed. How much did he want, how much did he want for that Tengaga-looking valve cover? I think it was forty bucks, forty five dollars, okay. something like that. But I, it, it looked god awful, and uh, dejected, I wandered aimlessly throughout the rest of the Hershey swap meet, which is extensive. If you walk the whole thing, it's twenty some odd miles. Uh, I come across a guy, and I looked and I saw what looked like the valve cover. I said, yeah, can I see that? And he goes, ah, you must be Tom Cox. You're the guy looking for a 30 Chevy valve cover. <laughs> and wow. he had heard from the other guy because of the Facebook page, which is kind of funny, is, uh, that he just blurted out my name and I'm looking for a valve cover. I've never met the guy before in my life. It's kind of funny. Um, and I looked at that one and it, it was rough. And I was like, wow, that one's rough too. And he goes, well, I've got another one over here. And he digs back into his box, and he pulls another valve cover out that's unpainted. And he hands it to me, and I look at it, and I'm thinking, wow, this thing is perfect. Well, it's perfect because it was brand-new old stock from 1930. Sprayed with the original coating. Oh, my God. I was on cloud nine. And, you know, that's the cool thing about Hershey. This guy knew that I was looking for a nice valve cover. I don't know whether or not he knew it was a new old stock cover or not, but nonetheless, he knew it was but a nice cover. How much? How much? How and much? How much you pay for it? 30, 35 bucks. 35 bucks. Oh, he could have held me. He could have held me up. He stole it from the poor guy. I can't believe you, oh, didn't yes. give, you didn't give him a hundred dollars. Come on, you stole <laughs> yeah, it. You yeah, like you would do that. You're just jealous. You're just jealous. That's all there is to it. 
<laughs> I would have tried to get him down to 20 bucks, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I'm glad you're owning that. The, uh, but, yeah, the guy could have held me up. He, he had talked to the other guy. He knew that I needed it, but he didn't hold me up. He charged me $35, and I probably picked up the last, if not one of the last, dual stock 60 Chevy, uh, I mean, uh, 30 Chevy six-cylinder valve covers in existence for 35 bucks at Hershey. Good, amazing. Good for you. It, it went to the right home. Good. Oh, definitely. I'm I'm stoked over it. Um, found some other cool stuff uh, while I was up there. You know, I bought some really early automotive uh, magazines, uh, 1910, 1912, 1915, um, you know, the era equivalent of Motor Trend, so to speak. They're great to read because there's all these stories about all these little companies that people were putting together to manufacture automobiles, all filled with optimism to get involved in the burgeoning automotive industry. And uh, you just see a lot of really cool stuff, a lot of interesting stuff there. There were so many, just thousands and thousands of companies. Uh, people don't realize there was well over 2,000 companies between the turn of the century and the 30s that manufactured cars or tried to manufacture cars in this country. Huge numbers. Yeah, uh, yeah no. Just another great, great event. And uh, break time, I think. Since the 1960s, J.C. Taylor has been America's premier specialty insurance provider for classic cars, antique autos, modified, and custom vehicles. Our customers have trusted us to protect their prized possessions for more than six decades. For more information, or to receive a quote, Contact our expert team today by calling 888-ANTIQUE or by visiting our website at jctaylor.com slash awr. That's 888-268-4783 or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford? or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you. Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And now, back to the classic car show on America's Web Radio with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello. And we're back as Richard hustles off to the rental car place to return his Hershey rental vehicle. So... Uh, <laughs> I 
just cannot tell people who've not come to Hershey. And over the years, I have twisted a lot of arms and brought a lot of people to Hershey who were car enthusiasts who've never gone before. Uh, my, my good friend Ben Birch, 25 years ago, he was diagnosed with colon cancer. They sectioned his colon. He'd gone through chemo, went through hell. And, you know, I told him, I said, you know, you just need to change the scenery. Make yourself feel a little better. So uh, took him to Hershey uh, for his first time. He got out, had some fun, enjoyed the scenery, got his mind off of things. And it's crazy because he sent me a, a text in the middle of the show. He just said, you know, man, I really want to thank you. He said, it's been 25 years since you brought me to Hershey at a low point, and you know I haven't missed one since, and that's true. So he's been coming for 25 years. So not anybody that I've talked into going to Hershey that hasn't gone back. And uh, Rick of Rick's oh, no, radios feels the same way. Yeah, once like, you go, you're hooked. I, this was my 40th year. I started going with my friend Ducati Lou back in 83, and this was my 40th year, and I, I always tell the story, that first and time, it was, yeah, well, you know, we were in the white field, that's where they used to have a car corral, and uh, there was a, I think it was a 57 Ferrari 250 Boano Body ET, and the guy had a sign on the window, 11,005. And then when we went back to get our car at 6.30 to head home, he crossed it off and he went down to $10,000. And he couldn't get rid of this Boano body coach built Ferrari. That is now worth Uh. about 700 grand today. But that was the kind of stuff we used to see at Hershey. I mean, back in the 80s, uh, late 80s, maybe even around 90, a guy was selling an MGA twin cam cylinder head, new old stock, Still wrapped in the factory wax paper in the original wooden crate box from England, from MG, and he was asking 400 bucks. Now, in 1990, 400 bucks was a lot of money to us, but <laughs> we still knew it was a great deal. But, you know, you're looking back of all those great deals that you could have had or the things you saw, and it just makes great memories. It really does of, you know, just having fun being there and sharing it with your friends. There, there were some really great buys, even, you know, at Hershey today. Everything's relative, of course. And so there were still great cars out there and great buys to be had. It was kind of interesting to me. I'm, I'm fond of 53 Buicks. I've never owned one. It was the very first car I tried to buy when I was 12. And I conned my father into taking me by to look at it. He wanted to shut me up. That's just the truth. And I looked at the car. It was 75 bucks. I had like $85 to my name uh, from washing dishes and mowing. And uh, I wanted that 53 Buick. Finally, he was like, no, you don't need a car, blah, 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 blah. And after about a week of driving him crazy, he was like, fine. We'll get you the 53 Buick. But he wasn't happy about it, so I thought, you know what? Every time I'm messing with that car, Dad's not going to be happy. So I decided I'd back off on it. So 53 Buicks are a fan of 
I, I'm a fan of those because of that. So first car that I see that I'm really drawn to, 53 Buick Wagon, which was the last of the GM wood wagons. It still had wood on it, largely steel body, but with wood uh, tailgate and so forth. A really, really solid car. Original floor pans, no rust. Uh, the wood was very presentable, needed to be sanded and uh, refinished. But it was really serviceable, really an easy restoration for a great driver. Twenty grand was the asking price for that. Great car, a really good deal. new rebuilt engine he had the paperwork with it receipts and all and then a couple of rows over in the same field of all original 50 unrestored 53 buick skylark convertible there can't be but a, a handful if that of unrestored 53 buick skylarks out there period um, but this car so super solid car Totally unrestored, asking twenty thousand dollars for that car. That car and that was or best offer, which meant you probably could have gone home with an incredibly solid, mostly complete fifty-three Buick Skylark convertible to restore. Where else are you going to find one of those? Hershey. Where else? Yeah, Hershey. You know the the the, the downside to having a booth and vending. When you're by yourself, is that you really don't have time to, uh, or the opportunity to go to the car corral and look at what's for sale. But what was it usually about a thousand cars for sale in the car corral every year? Yes, and throughout the field. Now, of course, what I do when I sell stuff up at Hershey, and it's another cool, cool, quick comment about the car hobby. So I bring parts up there to sell. I put them on my space, I put prices on all of them, and I put a can on top of a table, and I write, honor system, drop the money in the slot. <laughs> and, I and I walk away. And That's then I crazy. drop all, all day long, okay? I've been doing that for years and years and years. Yeah, I'm crazy. But, you know, it's... It, it, tells you something about the car hobby because all these years I've been doing it that way so that I can go shop while the rest of you schmucks are hanging out in your space. I have never, I've never been ripped off, ever. I, I, if something is missing, if, if something is gone when I get back, the money for it is always in the can. So there you go. Just another Us thing. New dogs never do that. We don't trust anyone. Yeah. No way. <laughs> yeah, you'd have been spr sprinting off the stoop to grab that can and boogie down. Yeah, I know you. <laughs> uh, you know, down at the hobby shop buying to, models. I would love to do that, but you know, when you have a display table filled with magazines, within a half hour they'll be gone because everybody thinks they're free samples. So. I can't do that. I'm not as lucky as you. <laughs> you know, yeah, those guys I from just like to rub it in. <laughs> I know. I can't trust you uh, Southerners to steal all my magazines. <laughs> hey, uh, 
we hold on. Yeah, go, go ahead. I'm uh, returning a call. Well, right I'm, now. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to subject everybody to an infomercial while you're turning your car back in. And so, look, folks, it's October. I hate to tell you this, but Christmas, it's coming soon, sooner than you think. It's going to be here, and you're going to be dealing with the relatives and all the kids and all the craziness the lunacy that happens out at the stores, even though you're stuck in front of your computer buying crap on Amazon, uh, think about giving a subscription to Crankshaft Magazine. Go to crankshaftmagazine.com and order a year subscription for your best friends. It's less than a tank of gas. For less money than a tank of gas... You're going to give someone a Christmas gift that they're going to receive all year long. And guess what, folks? They're going to think of you every time that issue comes into the mailbox. They're going to be thinking about, gosh, what a great person they gave me Crankshaft Magazine for Christmas. Listen, folks, Richard and I will see you next week. Have a great time, great week. Drive your cars. Get off the couch. See you later. Take care, folks. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.